Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Hey, welcome. So glad that you all are here today. Uh, I didn't introduce myself earlier. I apologize for that. That's not cool of me. So uh, if you don't know me, my name is Kyle. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here today. I'm the lead pastor here. We've got a great worship experience planned for you today. If you are new uh, here with us, what we typically do the first Sunday of the year is we do uh, kind of a look back to 2000, uh, or this year would be 2019, but typically the year before, and then we look ahead to what it is that God has for us, and we call it Vision Sunday. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's 2020 this year. Uh, we do that already. There's all kind of churches that are putting together these really slick 2020, perfect vision, blah, blah, and that's fun, and that's awesome, but I don't, I don't like to do what everybody else is doing. We already do this, right? Every year, we like to, to do this. So today is Vision Sunday, so if you are a guest with us, you, this is an exciting uh, day. Even if you're not a guest, if you're a regular tender, uh, this is an exciting uh, service to be a part of, because we get to look back and see what God did last year, but then also look ahead and get pumped uh, for new. You guys ready to be pumped up? Come on, I'm going to do my best. We'll see. Uh, you should be pumped for God and what he wants to do already, but, but I'm excited. Hey, let's celebrate. You guys ready? Uh, let's celebrate. Let's look what God did in 2019. And, and don't sit down. I don't want to hear, like, crickets chirping because you know there's a bunch of y'all that celebrated last night when the Patriots lost, okay? There's a bunch of you. So, so if y'all don't shout louder than you did last night because of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. I'm going to have to start the fast that we're going to do this week today. Because something is wrong. So y'all shout with me. Y'all got, you ready? Shout me. Let's celebrate all that God d- did last year. I, we started the year off with a bang. We had a revival uh, last year with Michael Dow and John Wilds. And they came. We had an incredible time. Who was here for that revival? Anybody showed up? It was awesome. God moved. Many lives were touched and changed through that revival. We started the year off with a bang. Um, if you don't know, we have a shortcake booth at the Strawberry Festival. And we sell strawberry shortcake. Yeah, it's coming up. Y'all get ready. Uh, y'all get ready. Get your fingers warmed up to stem, right? We need some more stemmers, so uh, come show up for those. And, uh, and, and it's going to be awesome, but we're looking for a great year. But last year, we had the best year that we've had in, in several years. It's kind of been declining over the years for different reasons. And yesterday, last year, we had an incredible uh, year. The, the, the sales and all that were, were just way up from what they have been previously. So that's awesome. That's something to celebrate because those are things that we're able to use. Those are funds that we're able to use to do uh, ministry, and so awesome, man. That, and that's coming up. Like, get ready to serve. If you're ready to, to, to serve in the, in the booth and sell some shortcake and, and get ready to, to whip it up right, with, the, with the whipped cream, we sell the best shortcake at the Strawberry Festival, right? Come on, somebody. And, and so um, get ready to help us out with that. It's going to be an incredible time. Um, hey, we had a kids' crusade over the summertime. Awesome kids' crusade. We saw nine kids give their life to Jesus during that, that kid. Come on, celebrate that. That's awesome. Our kids' church raised $1,800. Come on, $1,800. Pastor Haley got slimed. Woohoo! Yeah. The girls lost the giving challenge. And uh, by what? Like cents? 20, 20 something cents? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Pastor Haley got slimed. It was awesome. Um, and so, but, but they raised $1,800 to go towards our missions trip that we went on to Guatemala. We were able to build two homes there in Guatemala um, over the summer. And the home costs about $1,500. Um, so we're like, what? I'm moving to Guatemala, right? Uh, but it's, it's, not, it's not the home that you're living in today. But it's nice, and it gives them a roof over their head. But, but $1,500 for one home, and our kids raised $1,800. So they got to, to go toward building 
uh, one of those. How cool is that? Like, our kids are, were part of raising that. That's awesome. Many of you gave to that. We sold chicken dinners. Roger um, uh, sold a lot of chicken dinners for that, cooked a lot of chicken um, to, to help us to go on that trip. And many of you gave toward that or you bought chicken and, and, and you give uh, to help sponsor someone and, and send us to that. And so because you gave, we were able to have this really life change. And really it changed our life, I think. Right, Billy and Sheila and all those that went, Ms. Barbara? Uh, it changed our life just as much as it did their life. But we were able to go and build two homes. There's the home right there. Uh, really cool, really cool little setup. On the side there, they got a little kitchen. Uh, it's a, a fire, uh, a wood-burning stove, and so they, it's just a really cool little setup for them. And, and that young lady, the next day we came back, she had planted a garden all around the home already and was just so, so excited and thankful for, for what God did for her uh, through that mission trip. We were also able to help 10 families in that same community. We were able to get groceries for them and go in, into their homes and pray with them in, in that community. It was just an incredible trip. So we got to do that um, as well. We gave $1,000 for the Hurricane Dorian uh, hurricane uh, relief efforts for the Bahamas. So together we raised uh, $1,000 to send to that along with our district. Yeah, come on, clap somebody. That's awesome. Uh, because you gave, we were helped to be a part of that, that effort with that very, very uh, terrifying storm that came through uh, that area. We partnered with our district here in Penford and the Assembly of God and were able to send over funds. Uh, we gave over 200 backpacks with school supplies um, to uh, uh, families in need here in our local community. Come on, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we do a back-to-school uh, outreach uh, right before school starts every year, and we were able to bless some families uh, with some school supplies. Um, this year at Christmas Joy, how many, how many love Christmas, right? It's over. It's sad, right? You know, but, uh, but we, uh, we go into local schools. We, we are going with uh, five right now. We're praying that uh, God will open doors for, for more of that in the future. But uh, right now we have five schools that we're able to go into, and there's a whole system set up, and, and there's uh, particular students that, that meet that criteria. We're able to give them uh, Christmas where otherwise they may not get that. And so we were able to, um, to raise funds and get gifts uh, and it's gifts they want. It's not just like, oh, well, I think a boy will like this. No, they get to write a little wish list and one or two gifts, and we're able to meet. So this year, we had like the highest number of kids that we've given to in like over 30 years now. They've been doing it over 30 years. And, and so we were able to give to 377 kids uh, that got gifts. Yeah, that's all. Five different schools, 377 kids. Um, some of those kids are, are in ESE classes. Some of them are, are, are disabled. And, man, it's just beautiful to go in and see. Uh, Billy got to play Santa this year, did an awesome job. Um, got to see their faces light up. And, and, man, it's just incredible. Thank you to all those that gave to that because many of you gave to that. Uh, many of you helped out. Uh, Jessica, you were a big part of that this year and helping uh, with different things. And just thank you uh, for, for having a heart for people because that's what it's all about, being the hands and feet uh, of Jesus and uh, maybe you bought a chicken dinner for that as well. Uh, anytime there's chicken, that's always a good thing, right? But also, hey, we had 15 salvations this year uh, at our church. 15 lives touched and changed by the gospel, by the power of God, and they gave their life to Christ. Yes, that, that's what it's all about, seeing lives touched and changed. We saw um, uh, five people uh, just recently were baptized um, in water, and I think we got a, a, a clip of that. There, yeah, that was an incredible time uh, getting to see people uh, go public with their faith and, and just awesome. We had our two highest attended services this year. They were back-to-back -back weeks, at least since I've been here. And so I'm going to celebrate that. And, and, uh, and it was just awesome. Keep inviting people. Keep inviting because you're not just inviting people to church. You're inviting people to Jesus uh, when you do that. And that's what it's 
all uh, about. Um, we gave to missions this year. If you can go ahead and pull that slip. I don't have my sticky note up here. Uh, but we gave over $29,000, almost $30,000 to missions this past year. This, this little church, we were able to do that. That's incredible. Now, a large part of that was our trip to, uh, to Guatemala, but still... We were able to give to that, to missionaries. Many of you sponsor missionaries yourself in our church. And we're able to go and impact the kingdom all around the world from right here in Plant City. That's awesome. That's so uh, amazing. So because you give, we're able uh, to do that. Benevolence. I believe we gave just over $3,000 uh, to benevolence needs. And that includes us several different things. That includes families that might be in need that are here in our church, that might be families that are in our community that come up, and, and, and there's different situations that come up that we're able to give to. Uh, that's different uh, schools that we partner with. We are um, a financial partner for Springhead Elementary, and there's other uh, just things that come up that we're able to help with. Our food pantry, um, there, there's so many things that fall under uh, benevolence, and we were able to give over 3000 to our community. And that's amazing. That's awesome. So all together with different things, with missions, with uh, benevolence, with, again, like our food pantry, with our back-to-school outreach that we did, our trunk retreat, all these different things that we did to bless our community and missions together. All together, it was just over $51,000 that we were able to give to pour into our community and to pour into the world to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Come on, that's awesome. That's awesome. You guys did an amazing job. Let's keep giving. Let's keep being Jesus to our community and to the rest of the world. Amen? I mean, 2019 was awesome. I'm looking forward to 2020 and all that God uh, has for us. But maybe you're sitting in the room today and you're thinking, man, I'm glad 2019 is over. Right? You don't have to show your hand, but maybe you're thinking that, that I am glad that year is done. I'm looking forward uh, to a new year. Maybe some of you are like, hey, 2019 was, was pretty good. Maybe you're in the room and you're thinking it was, it was a pretty good. Maybe you had some highs, but, but maybe some lows and maybe some everything in between. But maybe overall, you're like, yeah, 2019 was, was pretty good. But wherever you're at, we're here. It's a new year. And often many people go into a new year and, and they think, wow, new year, new me, right? New year, new start. Um, it's a, it feels like it's a clean slate. But... But that's not always the case. Because if we don't do anything to change some things in our life, if we don't do anything different, it doesn't matter how many goals you set in the new year. It doesn't matter uh, what you do. Uh, there's some things that still need to be changed. Amen? And one of those things is our relationship with God. Right? Because many of you, you've probably set some goals, and it's good. You should set goals. You should have something that you're striving towards in your life. But maybe you've set goals of, of fitness goals. Man, I'm trying to get fit, right? I'm trying to... Come on, dads, we're trying to get rid of this dad body, right? And we're trying to, trying to get, get look good, right? And, and maybe you've got some fitness goals, some health goals. Maybe you're like, we just need to eat healthier uh, this year. Maybe you have some financial goals. We just need to get out of the hole um, and, and get some forward travel. I want to go on vacation without having to charge. Uh, that. Anybody? Come on, somebody. And, and so maybe you have some financial goals. Maybe you just have some goals that you just want to grow in some different areas of your life. And, and for many of you, maybe it is, it is man, I, I just want to get a hold of God this year. Hopefully that's the first thing on your list, right? Because if you'll do that, if we'll seek God first, if we'll go after him, the rest will work itself out. And in fact, if we'll go after him and we'll actually do it right and follow him and obey him and do the things that he is calling us to do, then we'll do everything that we need to do throughout the rest of the year. Amen. So I'm more concerned, because I'm your pastor, I'm more concerned, where were you at spiritually in 2019? It's quiet in the room. 
Where were you at spiritually in 2019? Going into 2020 right now, did you feel like, man, you know what? I'm going to be honest, Pastor. Like, I, I was really spiritually apathetic this past year. I was really just kind of going through. I was really just trying to get through the year. I had a lot of stuff going on. I kind of got put to the back burner. Maybe, maybe 2019 you found yourself spiritually inconsistent. You know, maybe, maybe it was like I, I, I got to church when I could. Uh, or, or uh, you know, I read the Bible when I could. Or, or yeah, I, I probably could have prayed more. And, and maybe you found yourself just spiritually inconsistent. Or maybe you were one of those that found yourself, man, I was really trying to go after God in 2019. This year, 2020, wherever you're at in that spectrum, wherever, whether, whether you were apathetic or whether you were going after hard, whatever, wherever you find yourself in that, I want 2020 for us, for you individually, for us as a church, I want to go deeper. There is more that God has for you. There, there is more that God wants to do in your life. There is more. I want to go deeper in God. I want to go deeper uh, in my prayer life. I don't want to just go through the motions anymore. I want to go deeper in my study of God's word. I want to go deeper in the things that God has for me. Because here's the deal. If we're not putting God first, everything else is going to be out of order. It's going to be in chaos. And, and order matters, right? If you're married, you understand. You know order matters, right? How many of you in the room, there's a particular order in which you like to load the dishwasher? Okay? Yeah. There's a particular order that you... Now, 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 spouses, don't get upset if your spouse loads the dishwasher a different way. Just be happy that they did it. All right? Just be happy. It's okay. It's okay if it got done different. It got done, right? I'm sorry for the improper grammar, but that's how it is. It got done. Okay? Just be glad. But order, order. Maybe you shop in a particular order. Maybe there's a, you start here in the, in the deli and you work your way back through the store. Um... You want to know my order, at, at the, especially at Publix? The BOGOs. That's my order at Publix. I'm going to go, uh, Haley knows she don't send me to the store. She sends me to Walmart to do Walmart pickup. So I don't go in the store to pick up. I'm not going to pick up anything extra, you know. Because if I go to Publix and they've got uh, some Frosted Flakes on BOGO, I'm getting that, Eddie. I'm getting those Frosted Flakes. Right? If they got pizza rolls, BOGO, I'm getting those pizza rolls. Right? If they got Mountain Dew or maybe some creamer, uh, coffee creamer, I'm, it's BOGO, I'm getting it. Okay, I don't care if it was on the list. Or not. I'm, I'm get. So maybe I need a goal of better diet maybe this year. I don't know. But some of you laughed at that, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. Order, order. Maybe you're one of those that vacuums, and the lines have to be a particular way. Right? Ryan Wynn, where you at, bud? I saw that picture of the pantry that Jaleesa, she blasted you yesterday a little bit. I saw the pantry. Uh, it's okay. We love you still. Um, but maybe the order, order matters, right? Order matters. Okay, uh, Aiden got a bunch of Legos for Christmas. Like he does every, that's his thing. He loves, he loves Legos. And, uh, and he's gotten to the point, he's seven, he's gotten to the point where he can do them pretty good with, without me. But every now and then we'll hear him over, he's in the dining room because the table's in there and he can just lay everything out. And, uh, and they won't get lost in his room somewhere. Um, and, uh, and every now and then we'll hear, oh, he's banging a stupid thing. And he's getting frustrated. And so I'll go in, and nine times out of ten, I will have to retrace his steps because something has gotten out of order, right? And the same thing happens for us in our life. We're trying to build our life, right? And we get out of order, it's not going to work. And the same thing is for us. If God is not first, it's going to be out 
of order. How many of you want to be in order this year? You want some things aligned up? You want it lined up the way God wants it for you? Okay, yeah, yeah, we, I, I would hope that, that that would be the case for you. See, a life that God blesses is not just what we offer to God, but the order in which we offer it. The, uh, let, let, me, let, me, let me show you what, what that means. Uh, Matthew chapter 6. You can go ahead and turn there if you want. Uh, particularly Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. In this whole chapter of Matthew, we see Jesus' teaching. He's teaching on three particular things, prayer, giving, and fasting. By the way, all things will take you deeper in God. Prayer, giving, and fasting. And he's teaching on these different things. He's basically saying, hey, when you pray, do this. When you give, do this. When you fast, do it like this. And so he's teaching on all these things. And then he comes to a place right before this verse in, in verse 33. And he begins to talk about you can't serve two masters. Right? Familiar verse, many of you have heard, you can't serve both God and mammon, which we translate to, to, see, to mean as money. I, I think it just means that, that you, you either serve God or you serve yourself. Right? You serve God or yourself. You serve God and, and, and whatever you want to do with uh, your money, or, or you serve God and what he wants to do uh, in, in your life. And then, so, so he goes from talking about serving two masters, God or, or money, and then he jumps into this section uh, that we're about to jump in, and he begins to talk about, hey, listen, uh, God, he feeds the birds, right? God, God clothes the fields with, with flowers. And, 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 and he says, how much more are you that God would take care of you so you don't have to worry about tomorrow? And he, and he, and he says this verse. This is a very powerful verse that we need to understand and get. And I want it to be your verse for the year. You may already have a verse for the year. But if we're going to go deeper in God, you need to get this and understand this. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first God's kingdom. And his righteousness and all these other things will be given to you as well. And otherwise, in other words, if you will put it in the right order, then things will work out the way it's supposed to in your life. If you will just trust God with your life, give to him first, seek him first, seek his ways first, then guess what? Everything else is going to work out the way it needs to. Because your order is right, your priorities right, you're putting God First, far too often we, we flip it around. We seek first our kingdom. We seek first our desires. We seek first what we want. And then what do we do? We ask God to bless it, right? It, just, it doesn't work that way. Or, or we seek our desires first. We seek our kingdom first. Then we get in a mess. And then it's like, oh, God, please get me out of this mess, right? How many times do we do that? We just get the order right in the first place. This year we need to go deeper. You guys want that? You ready to go deeper this year? Amen. If we're going to do that, first things first. First things first. We have to put God first in our lives. The center of our life. The center of everything. Out of that, let everything else flow. Out of that, your decisions flow. Out of that, how you spend your money flows. Out of that, how you lead your family would flow. Out of that, what you do in your life flows. Got to put first things first. So first of the day, let's start, let's break it down a little bit, right? First of the day, seek God. First of the day, seek God. In Psalm 63, 1, it says, oh God, you are my God and early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. When's the last time your soul thirsted for God? My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Early, I, I will seek you. Now, I get it, man. If you're not a, a morning person, this might be difficult for you. But what a way to set the tone for your day, to seek God first. 
Many of you, the tone of your day gets set because you were arguing with your kids because they didn't want to get up and get going. Let's be real, okay? Many of you, the tone of your day was set because you and your spouse got into an argument, right? Uh, many of you, the tone of your day was set because something happened or didn't happen and, 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 and you, you, you go into work frustrated. What if we set the tone of our day by getting up early, making a plan, getting up early, and seeking the Lord first before we interact with anybody else or anything else? Seeking God. Now, I'm not saying you have to do this because there may be a time. That, there, there's times I'm, I'm best probably between 9 a.m. and about 3.30. That's my best. That's when I'm most awake. That's when I have the most energy, right? I, I, but... But what if we change some things? Because, again, if, we're gonna, if we want new year, new me, we're going to have to change things. Otherwise, if we don't do anything different, we're just going to be the same. Maybe there's some things that need to be shifted around in your life, and including your day and your schedule. What if we sought God first before we do? Now, now I'm, not saying, well, I'm not being legalistic about this, because when you wake up, you're probably going to go to the bathroom first. Right? You probably should go to the bathroom first, right? all night, you know, holding it in, yeah. You probably should go to the back. You know, you might, it's okay. Go get you a cup of coffee, right? Because that's important. You know, how many coffee drinkers? Eddie, you got it. You got it ready to go. I think you have it going through an IV into your body all the time. Yeah, see? I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, get, go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, okay? Probably do one before the other, because then, or at least wash your hands first. Um, and and, and, and get, get yourself together a little bit. Wake up. Get you some coffee and, and spend some time. with. Now, you know once your kids get up, if you're a parent or you get up, you know your attention is going to have to be on your kids, right? So, so, so you might have, you might have to make it work, set an alarm on your phone a little bit earlier, whether that's 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you need to do. Uh, make it. And I, get, I, know, I know you're tired. Some of y'all got to get up really early in the morning. But if you're going to go deeper, you're going to have to change some things around. The most repetitive behavior of Jesus throughout the four Gospels was that he got away and he got alone with the Father. And you know if Jesus felt like that was a necessary thing for him in his life, you know we have to do it as well, even more. Right? He often would get away. Uh, in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. We saw that. He modeled that for us often. Man, let's, let's start our day. Let's set the tone uh, of our day. Make a plan. If you don't plan, if you plan to fail, um, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And then, then don't get caught up in like if you miss a day and it's like, oh, I'm just not doing it. No, no, no. Just, just get back to it. Yeah, just, just do something, right? If you want to go deeper, put God first in the first of the day. Now, some of you do this. Some of you do seek God early, and, and you're seeking him out, or you at least have some sort of quiet time throughout your day. Some of you do. Uh, some of you, this is going to be easier for. Some of you, this is going to be very difficult. It's going to be a big change um, in your life, and you might even be asking yourself in your head, or you may come at me later on, Pastor. This is going. I'm going to have to really change some things up. Like this is going to really change my. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to do. That's what Jesus does, right? Jesus does that. It's going to take some change. Again, if, if you want to see God, you're going to have to change some things up. If you want to go deeper, you're going to have to change some things up. Let some things go 
Go after God. Don't let anything hold you back. But if you're going to go into a new year and you want a new start and you want to be new year, uh, new me, you're going to have to change some things from the year before. Amen? Make it your life to seek God. We have got to stop making God and church and, and, and this whole relationship. We've got to stop making it like something else that's on our to-do list. Because what happens when we do that is Jesus oftentimes gets put to the end of the list. Right? We, we, we got this schedule. We got this to-do list. I'll get to prayer when, when I can. And, and, and oftentimes it gets pushed back. And then we wonder why, God, where are you? God, I'm not really hearing you much anymore. It's because you're not talking to him. Right? It, it, this has got to be our life, right? Now, I'm not saying you got to take up and, and be a pastor. And, and the, yeah, but, but if you have given your, you, when we give our life to Christ, we are making him Lord of our life. We are giving him dominion and rule of our life. That means he has control. But far too often we don't give him full control of our life. It's got to be our life. Everything that God has done for you, everything that Jesus did, his death, his resurrection, um, every, the, the freedom that he gave us, the love that he gives, everything that, that he does, we put him on the back burner? Come on, I'm ready to go deeper. You ready to go deeper? Let's seek him first of the day. Uh, number two, uh, we got to learn to seek him first of the week and come together and worship together. First of the week, worship. we come in on Sunday and we worship together. Acts 20, this was uh, something that the early church did. Acts 27, on the first day of the week, we came together to break uh, bread. They came together. It's sad. It's sad what where, where the, the state of, of churchgoers is today. 48% of American churchgoers attend church once a month. Once a month. Man, I, I get it, I get it. You don't have to go to church to be saved. All we have to do is, is, is give our life to Christ and, and surrender Him. But, but you should go to church to stay saved, right? We, we need to come. We need each other. We, they, they, it's powerful. When we come together and we lift up the name of Jesus, it's, it's powerful. When we come together, we're able to encourage each other and, and help each other in our walk. There may be some things that you're going through, and you can come to someone, and, and you can get prayer here, and, and, and you can uh, get a hold of God here. And, and yeah, man, it's important. We should be coming to church. Again, it's got to be something more than just on our to-do list. It's got to be a priority in our life. The Acts 2 church, it was an everyday devotion for them. The early church, it was an everyday, it was their life, right? And it wasn't that they were more holy. They were simply more honest that they needed each other. They knew that they need each other to carry out God's purposes in their life and in the church, we need each other. We need to get better at needing each other. We need to hear God's word together. We need to worship together. Hebrews 10, 25 says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let's encourage one another. Man, if you see someone not here today, get on the phone today. Get on the phone before you take your Sunday nap, right? Get on, or, or sometime, and reach out, or at least through the week, and reach out and say, hey, we missed you in church today. There are, there are several people that are sick. You reach out to them. Don't make it just someone else's you know, position in the church, some leaders. That's all of our job. We need to check up on each other. We need each other. But you yourself, make it a part of your life to come to church. Don't make it an option. Parents in the room, don't make it an option with all the other options that your family has. Don't make it an option. Because listen, if you make it an option now, it will always be an option. 
And it won't be a thing that's on the priority list. It won't be at the top of the, hey, we have to do this. When I was coming up, it was never an option. Right, Mama? She said, hey, this is my house. This is what we're going to church. There were times when I was a teenager, I didn't want to go. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad that that, that that was instilled in me, that importance. Parents don't, as much as they may kick and scream, as much as you have to, I know it's easy to say, well, we'll just stay home because I want to keep peace. No, because that's going to create chaos later on. You take their butts to church, and if they don't like it, tough. Take them to church. It's important. It's important. Make it a priority. Don't make it just another option. In our home, it's never, should we go to church? Now, you might think, well, you're the pastor. You kind of have to go. Well, yeah, but, but even still, we don't say, hey, kids, you, you want to go to church today? Like, if you ask your kids, hey, you want to eat today? They're going to say, yeah. It's not, it's not that kind of decision, right? No, we are going to church on Sunday. And we give you a lot of options here to get involved and to get plugged in. There's church on Sunday. We have Wednesday night. Uh, midweek service. Hey, how many of you through the middle of the week? It's hump day on Wednesday, and you you just trying to get over that. Anybody in the room, right? You're trying to get. You've been tired. You've been working. Well, well come in and get refreshed. Come in to church and get get refreshed in, in the Lord and, and refreshed together. We we have dinner at five thirty. Come in and eat. I know. I know you rush around. Families, you rush around. You get off work and, and you're trying to to get the kids together, and then you're trying to add dinner on top of that. Well, we take that and, and make it easier for you. We have dinner. It's good food. It's some good stuff, yeah. So come, you can get dinner right before service and hang out uh, with some people and we dive into God's word uh, together. We're doing something new with Wednesday night um, in that uh, we are shifting our Sunday night, first Sunday night, night of worship. We're not doing that on Sunday nights anymore. We're shifting that to now Wednesday night. So every first Wednesday will be worship Wednesday and we'll have that time of worship here in the sanctuary together right after dinner. Uh, but we're doing. We're going to be starting small groups uh, starting, I believe, next Sunday, and um, and so that'll take the place of Sunday nights going on. So we're just shifting some things around a little bit and trying it and seeing what happens. But but that's something to be involved in. Speaking of small groups, join a small group, right? Join a small group. Join a, a community of people that you can come together with, and you guys can dive in and and and, and dive into God's word and, and and encourage each other and pray with each other and and, and grow. Together, we are better together, right? We are better. So, so it's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to be discipled and to ask questions in, in a, in a uh, non-confrontational atmosphere where you can just be honest and ask questions. Hey, I don't understand this. What, what, and, and talk about it and talk through some of those things in God's word that can be challenging. But join a small group. There's a sign-up uh, table right by the, the back door in the back of the room there. Uh, there's three different options for you. Um, that are going on. There's uh, not a fan uh, study that uh, Jalisha and Caesar will be doing at their home. So, so go ahead. They don't let um, anybody that's not an Eagles fan in their house. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. They will. Uh, so, so join them. Um, and, and to be not a fan, if you're, if you're interested in what it means to be a true follower of Christ, you don't want to just sit on the sidelines and, and you want to be a that, that small group to go to. Uh, if you feel like you're in a place in your relationship with God where you're stuck, uh, well, well, there's a small group called Unstuck. That would be a great small group for you. That would be at the Wynn's house, Ryan and Jalisha. Go be, sign up for that. If you're a new believer, if you're fairly new to, to Christianity, if you're just beginning your, or maybe it's been a couple years, 
and, and you're still finding yourself, I don't really know what to do next. If that's you, uh, Haley and I, you can come to our house for a small group for, uh, for foundations and kind of getting, getting your, your, your roots going in your walk uh, with Christ. And so there's these different options. Get involved, right? Get involved. Come to that. We need to come uh, together. Get involved. If you're not serving anywhere, what are you doing? You should be serving somewhere in church. Find somewhere to get involved. If you don't know where to get involved, come see me. Come see Pastor Haley. We'll plug you in, right? There's plenty of opportunities. We, we need somebody uh, to help us in nursery, right? Uh, please, right? Please help us. Uh, and, and what that does is not just babysitting kids, okay? It's two things. It's number one, it's giving them the very absolute foundations in their walk with Christ, even as a little baby, you might think, well, they don't understand, but yeah, you can pray over them as you're changing those stinky diapers, because you know you need to pray through that. And, and you can pray over them, and you guys can sing songs in there, and maybe they don't get it now, but it is birthed in their heart, right? We teach our kids in all the levels. We, we teach them. It's not just babysitting. We don't just put veggie tails on there and hope they get something out of it, right? And then it gives their parents an opportunity to come in and experience Jesus. And that's what it's all about. So in our nursery, in any of our kids' areas, it, there's so many, and it's more than just that. Those are just things I know off the top of my head that we need uh, right now. Man, Eric, he would love some help up in the sound booth. Yeah. And, and, and so, so, yeah, if, if, even if you don't know what to do up there, we'll show you. Just point and click. It's really easy, right? And, uh, and just follow. Just keep up. But, but yeah, get involved. Get, there's, there's so many ways for us to come together and serve God, to serve God and to worship him. First of the day, seek God. First of the week, we come together and we worship Him. The first of the month, the whole Bone Thugs and Harmony song I could sing right now that I was thinking of. But if you're my age, you know what I'm talking about. But the first of the month, tithe. Tithe, right? Tithe. Let's give to, uh, in Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord, is holy to the Lord. Um, 2 Corinthians 9, 7, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. We should tithe. That's a means of putting God first, not just in our finances, but in our life. And our finances, our money is the number one thing in contention with our heart. Right? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Right? And, and, and so if we'll put God first in this area... And watch, and God does this crazy thing, man, because the kingdom of God is different than the kingdom of the world. And there's this thing, there's this principle, uh, when we give to God first, see, see when, when you, what you surrender to God becomes redeemed. Okay? Whether that's your heart and your life, when you surrender to God, he, he redeems the rest, right? And it's the same that happens when our finances. We surrender our finances to God and we tithe, he'll redeem the rest. And, and he can do much more with that 90% that you're left with than you'll do on your own with 100%. Okay? Tithe. That's a way for us to honor God at the first of the month, every month. Tithe, the 10% of our income. Yeah, it's going to have to rearrange some things in your life. That's what Jesus does. You're going to you're gonna have to look at your budget. You're going to have to say, hey, listen, first and foremost, we got to do this. We have to tithe. We have to give God. He's blessed us so much already. We, we, he, that's his. It's already his. So we're going to honor him. We're going to give God first. We're going we're gonna to tithe. And then from everything else there, you add the car and the, the mortgage and, and this and the daycare and the Netflix and the Hulu and the Disney Plus. And all. Those things are later on. The, but how, how, 
How many times do we do this? How many times do we put Netflix and we put Hulu and we put our phone bill and we put all these things that we really want? Which there's nothing wrong with, but if they take the place of God, if they become a priority over God, then there's a big, big problem. What if we started putting God first on that list of things? And then from there, allowing him to order our steps. We like to say, hey, God orders my steps. Well, yeah, if you let him, if you put it in the right order, yeah. It's going to cause you, you're going to have to rearrange. If you want to go deeper, you're going to have to change some things. If you want a different you this year in 2020, if you want to go into your best year yet, you're going to have to go deeper. And you're going to have to change some things. And you're going to have to do some things different. And that might mean your finances. Again, I said, December oftentimes is the biggest giving of the month because people are doing that year in giving and getting the tax break. And that's awesome, right? But what if January, what if you say, listen, I'm, I'm not just going to tithe the first uh, of the month. I'm going to start the year off tithing and giving to God. What, what if we begin to put God first in every area of our life? The first of the day, seeking God. The first of the week, worshiping together. The first of the month, tithing. And then lastly, the first of the year. Worship team, you guys can come up. The first of the year, fasting. Fasting is not a, a popular topic that people like to talk about because we love food. Let's just be honest. We love food. It's not a sexy topic, okay? It's hard to put a hashtag with that and really promote, hey, stop eating, you know, and, and get a hold of it. People don't really tend to jump on that marketing campaign, so to speak, right? But what if the first of the year we fasted? And we said, listen, I'm going to set the tone for the rest of my year by seeking God, putting him first. And when we fast and you abstain from food, you, and instead of eating that food and having that time where you would have a meal, you had a time of quiet time. You had a time of seeking God, right? Because if you fast and you don't replace that with seeking God, all you're going to do is be hangry. And you're going to be miserable. And you're never going to want to fast again because it's not going to work because you're leaving God out of it. Right? You fast the food, you abstain from the food, you abstain from eating, and you put God in those time slots. So maybe instead of eating lunch, you, you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to find a place. If it's difficult to do at your job, maybe go out to your car and, and just put some worship music on and just begin to seek after God during your lunch time. Instead of eating, fasting. It needs to become a spiritual discipline. That's something that we need to really focus on and bring back in the church. It's not talked about nearly enough. It's a spiritual discipline that, has, that God has designed for us to go deeper in Him and in the things of Him. Fasting. Fasting. Galatians 5, 16 through 17 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the to the flesh. They are in conflict uh, with each other. So therefore, you have to deny your flesh and make room for the spirit. And that's what fasting does. You deny your flesh. You deny your body of that food and you replace it with the presence of God. We have to make fasting a spiritual discipline in our life. Not just at the beginning of the year either. Throughout the year. Asking God, hey God, when should I do this? When should I, how can I work? You might have to rearrange your calendar, but how can I work this into my year? 
to fast so that I can go deeper and go after you. It might be a day, it might be three days, it might be seven days, it might be 21, and you might be feeling real spiritual and go 40 days, I don't know. But make it a spiritual discipline in your life. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I want to encourage all of you to join with us together as a church family and do a church-wide fast. It would start tomorrow at sunup and it would go to next Sunday at sundown. We'll fast together as a church. We'll pray for our church. Pray for the people in our church. Pray for this community that they would come to know Christ. Pray for this city, for Plant City to have revival. Come on. Come on. It's a sad thing that there's so many, there's three or four churches just on this road and there's still hundreds of people in this town that don't know Jesus. That's a problem. Let's fast, let's pray, let's intercede. Intercede for your family, your friends, your coworkers. Intercede for, for this church. Intercede for yourselves and for your own individual family that there would be revival for you. Pray for your country. There's all kinds of things you can pray for. If you don't have anything to pray for, you can pray for me, right? I'll, I'll gladly take some of that. But let's fast together over this next week and seek after God. Now, I understand some of you may have dietary needs and, other, you know, health. You might have some health issues, and you need to probably think about that. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to go just without nothing the whole week. You need to consider that, and that's okay, okay? Um, for some of you, maybe you've never fasted before, and you're like, I don't know about Just do a day, okay? Just do a day. Do a day and seek out. Some of you might want to do a Daniel fast throughout the week, and, and, and we, can, we can talk to you if you need some... Uh, some questions about that, come see us. We'll, we'll help you out with that. If you want to do a meal at a time, I just want to encourage, let, let's do something together this week and seek out. I would encourage you to do food. Um, throughout the scripture, that's just the main thing with fasting. Is food. Some of you might, it's okay. If you do want to set down social media, that's a good practice to do every now and then. But I encourage you as you fast, do food. Do food. And replace it. The main thing is, is, is seeking God, spending that time with God instead of spending time with that other. That's the biggest thing out of it is seeking after God. And Joel chapter 1 verse 14 says, Declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Matthew 6, again, we're in Matthew chapter 6 when Jesus is teaching uh, on fasting. In verses 17 and 18, he said, When you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward. This is between you and God, okay? This is you going deeper in God and the things of God and, and, and get ready for what he's going to speak to you and what he's going to have for you as you set the tone for the rest of your year by fasting. This is going to take you deeper. And here's the thing. See, in our own self-centered heart, we don't have the power to break that. We don't have the power to break that self-centeredness that all of us have because of sin. It's only the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit because without the Holy Spirit, we're left to our own purposes. We're left to our own desires, and that's why we need fasting in our life. Fasting is not going to get you to, uh, to get God to love you more. What it's going to do is it's going to create space for you to love God more. Because there's more of us that needs to love more of Him. And that's what fasting does. I love what Michael Dow writes about fasting. He says, uh, fast because there's more of you that needs to love Him. 
Now, throughout all of Matthew chapter 6, again, we see Jesus, he's highlighting these things. He's highlighting giving. He's highlighting prayer. He's highlighting fasting. And the thing about it is, he's not offering suggestions, right? He's not saying, hey, if you can, if you can get around to praying, pray like this. Hey, if, if, if you can fit it into your, your schedule, can you fast like this, right? If you can, when you get enough money, if you'll give. Like, no, he's not offering suggestions here. He's saying that when you do this, this is what you will do. When you do that, this is what this is how to do it. This is how to go deeper in him. This year, 2020, I pray that you're ready to go deeper. But if you're going to do that, you're going to have to change some things around. To go after him. Less of us, more of him. If you want to experience more power, you're going to have to change some things. If you want to want to focus in on him, you're going to have to change some things. If you want this to be your best year yet, you're going to have to change some things. Because spiritually apathetic and spiritually inconsistent is not okay. To be a follower of Christ, to say, Christ, you are the Lord of my life, those things are not okay. To be apathetic or inconsistent. If you want what you've always had, do what you've always done. But if you want to go deeper, start here and start right now. It doesn't start when you get your finances together. It, it doesn't start when you get all your life together. Start now. Start going deeper right here, right now. Let's put God first in our lives. Amen. Can we go deeper? Come on. Will you stand up with me this morning? Let's put God deeper. First things first. Let's put God first in our day, first in our month, first in our year, first in our life. Seek first the kingdom of God, His righteousness and all. It's the order that God has set things up for you and for I if we're going to follow after Him. Come on, will you lift your hands all across this room? Come on, let's put God first in our life. Right here, right now, will you just decide that, declare that in your heart and in your mind and decide that, God, I'm going to put you first in 2020. I don't know how anything else is going to plan out. I don't know how my finances are going to plan out. I don't know what is to come. But God, I know if I put you first, Father, everything else will fall in place. Everything else will be in order. It may not always be great. It may not always be the best. But God, you will be right there with me every step of the way. Come on, let's go into 2020. Putting God first. Will you worship with us? Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.